Hello, Chakra Queens. This episode of Chakra Girl Radio is brought to you by the brand new Rituals by Chakra Girl app, which is available on the App Store or Google Play or even on your desktop. Yes, I finally launched an app and it is a video library of all of my favorite rituals, the rituals and meditations that I do every single day for the modern spiritual woman who also enjoys the finer things in life. And you are getting a seven day free trial and I'm making it easy for you. I'm removing the guesswork from your daily spiritual work. So you can either do our daily suggested ritual that ranges from three to 30 minutes, most of them around the 12 minute mark, or you can search and choose your own ritual. You can search by time if you are in a rush and want to do something shorter, or you can also do your daily ritual based on how you feel that day. You can search by what you want to manifest, what chakra you want to work on, or if you're feeling spicy and want to access your multidimensional goddess powers, you can do one of our advanced rituals and really up your spiritual game. We believe that you're your own healer, and we're just here helping you access the tools and the knowledge and the confidence that are already within you that are going to transform your life. And we are doing everything in this app from morning gratitude to energy clearing, to time traveling, to finding your purpose, manifesting abundance, and just getting more clarity overall to deepen that intuition with so much in between. So many women are already DMing me daily, telling me that these rituals are changing their lives. So get your seven day free trial today. Go to shockergirlco.com. And I'm also giving you 15% off when you subscribe to the annual membership with the coupon code podcast. So once you've subscribed at shockergirlco.com, you can either ritual with us from the web, or you can then download the app from the app store or Google Play, enter in your username and password, and you are ready to ritual. And we're so excited to see you on the app. So go to shockergirlco.com and start your seven-day free trial and save 15% off the annual membership with coupon code podcast. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. Today we are talking about lucid dreaming and lucid living with one of my dear friends, Dulce Ruby. She is an artist, a herbal alchemist, a lucidity researcher and developer, and the founder of Despierta, where she sells her magical drink blends that support your spiritual awakening. So we're going to be diving into how to live in a state of lucidity for soul-led manifestation. We're going to talk about removing our ego from our desires. We're going to be diving into the teas and the herbs and the blends that she has that support lucid dreaming. And we're going to just talk about what lucid dreaming is and how to bring that energy into our lives. And she's going to share a mirror work practice for manifestation that she's actually facilitated for celebrities. And it's it's so cool. Like I've been trying it and it is so freaking potent and powerful. So she's sharing that today in this episode. Um, and if you want to check out her blends, you guys use code chakra girl 15 to save 15% and it's going to help you with your lucid dreaming and living and manifesting and all the things. So this episode is like everything we talk about is so timely, not just for me personally, but for the world. I feel like manifestation has been such a buzzword for a while now and people are starting to see that 
that it's meant to be so much deeper than manifesting the material. Like, don't get me wrong. I love a Chanel bag, but in this episode, we're really going to talk about soul dreams because that's what really makes us fulfilled. And we want you to find your soul dreams and for you to, yeah, just like really start going a little bit deeper. And I'm really excited that Ruby is really teaching us how to do that today. So I'm so pumped. This is probably one of my favorite chats in a while. I feel like I say that often, but like I got off this interview just being like, oh my God, that was so good. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. So enjoy and make sure you try Despierta. We're going to link you guys in the show notes and use our code ChakraGirl15. Enjoy guys. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I'm your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. Today, we have a very special guest, Dulce Ruby. She is an artist, herbal alchemist, lucidity research and developer, and founder of Despierta, which means both awakened and wake up in Spanish. It is a conscious lifestyle and education brand first and alchemical brand second with a focus on activating your lucidity and awakening you to who you truly are a limitless magical being of energy composition living a dream of remembrance her magical drink blends support your spiritual awakening helping you improve your well-being deepen your relationship with your dreams in all realms um, and awaken you to a new reality ruby is one of my closest and most authentic online friends her soul is so pure her radiance is magnetic and I'm so excited to finally have you on the show and to celebrate this new brand that you've created which I've been able to witness you know the kind of beginning stages and the idea stage and now it's out and I'm so happy and so happy to celebrate with you here on the show today welcome uh, thank you so much that was such a, like a, a long-winded powerful pure <laughs> intro thank you so much you're one of my favorite online presences and friends in general as well so it's always always so good to connect and I'm so excited to finally be on this show and even more so now that this is finally launched I know we've we've gone through so many different journeys and reiterations of what this could have become and I'm so excited that it's it's out there now so right and I feel like both of us have gone through we, we I feel like when we first connected we were like what are we doing with our lives <laughs> and we were yeah. like maybe I can help you with this and maybe you can help me with this and then we were just like mm, I don't know if this is the path and then we just kind of like everything moved and shifted and landed where it's meant to. Oh yeah, completely. And it's funny because it's funny that you mentioned that because a lot of, a lot of that, like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. It's more so like, there's so many different paths we can take as multidimensional beings and creators that I'm like, I, I know for myself and I have seen it on your journey as well. It's just like, just pick one and everything will start to flow. And at the end of the day, like you said, it all kind of landed and, and aligned itself in the way that I really wanted it to in terms of like I couldn't have envisioned it to be any more beautiful than it was I just didn't know what steps I was going to take and what it was going to look like <laughs> exactly exactly it's like it's like we we you kind of like knew the end goal and the vision but it's like what's the path what's the what's the thing and then it's like all come together in such a fluid way and it's just kind of like oh yeah like this is it this is what it's meant to be 
<laughs> so I'm so excited for you. So let's dive in to our slumber party questions. What is a daily ritual that you almost never skip? Daily ritual that I almost never skip. I would have to say now, <laughs> um, I like waking up and going into the kitchen and just like brewing a cup of morning mystic mainly because, and again, that's just one of my blends and mainly because I am one of those people that I take my sleep, my dreams and my awakening rituals very, very seriously. And now that I have something to incorporate into my day-to-day activities, I think that I would never go a day without them just because one, it creates consistency in my life, which is something that's very important both for myself and I believe for the masses, but it's also something that is both healing and just such an enjoyable experience for me. I I like things that are both like aesthetically pleasing, but also like nourishing to my body and spirit. (laughs) So I would have to say that's like a meditative, I mean, the whole purpose of the spirit for me was to create ritual and, and uh, like meditation within an experience that's so tangible. And so for me, that that's what the teas do. And it kind of like touches all the senses. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Beautiful. What is your favorite crystal of the moment? Cause I know you're also a crystal queen. I, I was looking for the necklace that you got me yeah. and, or that you made for me. And yeah. I, I, I couldn't, it's not unpacked yet. I was like, right yeah. I was like, okay, my jewelry is not unpacked yet. Um, yeah, but you, you are just such a crystal goddess. So what is your favorite crystal of the moment? I would say uh, moonstone. Mm-hmm. I have to say moonstone right now. I, I'm a, I'm a sucker for anything iridescent or holographic. So natural holographic and iridescence is like, I I just labradite and moonstone are just go tos. But I mean, even intentionally and like metaphysical property wise, it's something that really aligns with my spirit right now. So mm-hmm. beautiful. What are you wearing right now? Uh, this is titanium quartz. Ooh! Oh my gosh! So pretty. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> So pretty. What is your sun, moon, and rising? Ooh, <laughs> I would tell you, but I always forget it. So I know Scorpio is my main astro- astrology sign, and I'm Scorpio in two other things and Aquarius in another, but I do not remember. What, I think what you're Aquarius from. rising. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before that you're Aquarius <laughs> rising, which means you present as an Aquarius, but okay. you're a Scorpio and a Scorpio moon, which means. Yes. Probably, which means I'm scared, but, but, but somehow I just love you. (laughs) And and we're going to like, aren't we in like a Scorpio moon right now or something, or there's something Scorpio happening right now. So you probably feel very in your element. Oh yeah. I'm, I aligned my launch with very specific astrological moments. So it would make sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Okay. So I want to know, you have like a really wild journey that you've been on your spiritual awakening, your path. And I know you've worn many hats in your, your spiritual journey and career life. So I want to know like kind of the Coles notes path and how you landed where you are today, kind of like from supermodel to alchemist. And also like, I know that a lot of your work started as a child. So can you kind of walk us through that spiritual awakening and and how that kind of molded into your career and where you are today? Okay. Cliff notes. Let's see if we can make that happen. Um, I am of Mexican descent and a lot of my background, my culture and upbringing just revolved around spirituality, metaphysical aspects, medicinal aspects of plants, um, a lot of spiritual teachings. And I I use that as my basis. Um, As a child, I 
couldn't really differentiate reality and fantasy. There was no veil of separation between uh, what most people think is the dream state versus waking life. So most of my life, I had just assumed what happened in my dreams was going to happen in reality. And there was this quickening. Um, I would tell people like my family, like, oh, remember we did this and this? And they'd be like, no, I don't remember. And then like a day or two later, it would happen. So for me, I didn't know people didn't dream the way I dream. And so I always had that as like my foundational basis for my studies. <laughs> and over time, uh, I guess I utilized that same practice, that knowledge, that gnosis and understanding of both dream and reality as one. And so I was able to, I went to like a special school. I used a lot of my time to like meditate and be in quiet time. And over time, when my mom passed away, I was 13 and it kind of plummeted me outside of my uh, foundation spiritual work and into more of like a rebellion. <laughs> and I was like, well, I've, I've been manifesting, meditating in the Himalayas since I was like three years old, what is happiness? And then I'll be able to manifest that. So, you know, I went around as a 13 year old, like, you know, what do people want in life? And it's always like, uh, money, fame, popularity. And I was like, well, that's pretty simple compared to what I'm used to in terms of, you know, consciousness and metaphysical aspects of life. So I, I mean, fast forward into me moving to New York and having a penthouse and being a model and being on billboards and being in magazines and utilizing my spiritual understanding to manifest in reality, a quote unquote dream life. Um, it was, it was very easy for me. Uh, not that it didn't come with struggles and there wasn't like all these like trials and tribulations that what came along with like a normal life, but more so the journey to creating the dream reality that most people perceived as you know, material possession and uh, success in form of like financial success was, you know, more easily attained through that knowledge. <laughs> and then once I realized that wasn't what it, happiness is, I let it all go. I moved out of my penthouse or didn't even move out, left my penthouse uh, mm -hmm. full of all, all my material possessions and kind of restructured my life around something that was more tuned into what my upbringing was. So I moved to a temple. I meditated eight to 10 hours a day, every single day. <laughs> Alongside monks, I uh, led fellowships in Thailand. Uh, I went on a world peace tour with a monk uh, for about a year and a half, <laughs> leading meditations for world peace. I became the international country coordinator for World Peace Initiative Foundation and an ambassador for uh, peace revolution. And I was just flying high with my other project called Soul Traveler. And I was documenting and uh, really utilizing that time to go within myself and also get more spiritual understanding and you know create conscious content for people this was like 10 years ago it's like way before this was like cool <laughs> and so like was a, it was a blog right yes it was a blog but it also I held a lot of retreats too so like a lot of the meditation retreats or women's retreats that I was doing at the time were kind of based off of that the blog aspect of it. And then I met my partner at the end of my world peace tour five years ago, almost to the day. And I moved to Canada and I had to restructure what I knew. Um, I had been celibate for years. I had been solo and just doing my own thing, being a magical little fairy around the world. And so I had to kind of rethink like, who am I? What am I doing? How can I best serve the collective at this time now in this new space, on in this new chapter of my life? And we have 25 acres of land and spend a lot of time outdoors. And I have 
alpacas. And, you know, so at that point, I'm like, okay. And you and I had discussed this too. It's just like, what can I do? I can create courses. I can recreate this, but I'm like, none of it felt as strongly as me just wanting to play outside. Like I used to when I was traveling. So I basically came to that. I wanted to connect back with my roots, my culture, my upbringing, my, my understanding and research and study of plant medicine. And so I basically spent the past four or five years playing outside, playing with plants, researching, developing myself, uh, going back to the dream aspect of my childhood and really kind of trying to find the balance and bridging the gaps between the worlds of the astral and the physical realm or like material, physical 3D so that I could kind of help people also tap into that dream reality here and now in the physical waking life so that I could create magical plant based dream plant medicine. Right. So that's where I'm at today. I just, I am so happy with the way that it all kind of unfolded back to my roots. And so I get to play outdoors, but play inside, but also it's conscious and has metaphysical aspects to it and it's healing, but it's also like tuned into the astrology of everything that I'm into. So that's the story. (laughs) It's so beautiful the transformation of, okay, these are the dreams that I thought I wanted versus these are the things that my soul actually wants. So I know you talk a lot about redefining our dreams and we've spoken about, you know, obviously dreams, desires so much, especially in the online space and manifesting. And that's just such a buzzword, but I want to dive into the concept of living life lucidly and redefining what our dreams are. Okay. So that's a big one to unpack, but if I did the the life story quickly, I'm sure I can. (laughs) So yeah, the redefining the dream for me was based, based off of both my personal experience as a individual in my journey, but also I had a lot of clients in LA and New York who were high end clientele, like celebrities and stuff and artists and musicians and athletes and whatever. And they would come to me and because at the time I was working a lot with dream work and mirror work and helping people manifest their dreams, but in a very unique way, (laughs) a lot more esoteric than anything out there. That's like, you know, course wise. So Mm -hmm. I I found that a lot of these people who were coming to me were trying to manifest things, uh, you know, higher, higher status or higher ranks in their career, more money, Lamborghinis, and it all, you know, would come to fruition. And then they kept seeking more and they kept coming to me and they started getting more desperate and they wanted more material possessions. And it wasn't about, for me, it, it just became, I, I no longer wanted to do the work that I was doing, though I knew my intent was pure because it's like, I didn't, I didn't want to be someone's genie. This is not what it's about. I'm not this like magical, unique being. It's more so I like awakening that magic within others so that they can see that they themselves are their own creator and their own manifester and genie, right? So for me, I I started to like disassociate myself from those inner circles. And I found that the dreams that people were seeking were external validations and societal pressures and not really what people wanted. So again, redefining the dream for me is really, what is it that you truly feel that you want? What is it that truly uplifts you? What is it that fulfills all your desires in a very uh, high vibrational way, as opposed to what is it that I can collect to have people like me more? What is it that I can buy to make me feel better? Like none of those things actually work. And again, it's not to say that shiny things aren't amazing because I love beautiful things. (laughs) I am all for manifesting a brilliant life filled with whatever really 
fulfills you. But if you're solely seeking things to make others see you differently, then you'll never see yourself differently. Mm -hmm. And so, or feel better about yourself, right? So for me, it's like doing the inner work first and then seeking what is it that you could fill your space with, right? Both both within and externally within your, your sacred space, your home. And for me, the redefinition of the dream starts to become more so like, how, how do you want to feel on a day-to-day basis? What is it that you want to surround yourself with ex- experientially as well as like, like energetically, right? Between the people that you surround yourself with, the media that you consume, um, the food that you eat, all of these things play their role. And then all the aftermath is kind of like cherry on, cherries on top. And so for me, now that we have that redefinition kind of defined, <laughs> and the, the dream becomes more so like, what is really beautiful to you, what is most valuable, what is meaningful, what really fills you up with light and makes you feel whole. And then now living lucidly would be having that clarity and then steering that ship in that direction, right? So for me, like a lot of people, and even with my with my old show on CETV, Waking Realm, I'm like seven seasons in, I, my first two seasons were about lucidity. And I, re- I researched so much for all of my life and was blessed to interview some of the most incredible pioneers of both our lifetime (laughs) and those to come about like lucid dreaming and even they had never really thought about the concept and it's starting to trickle in now because I once I researched once I interviewed them they their their light their eyes lit up and they're like hmm this is interesting so I would I would ask people like okay this lucid dreaming stuff is amazing like I I've love lucid dreaming i love all of that but at the same time have you ever considered lucid living and then all these little like sparks go off and it's just like what do you mean and for me that lucid living is aspect is if you're able to take into consideration the same techniques and practices and mindset that you have within your dream state which is like well if i could just play and fly around and create whatever i want to create in this dream i'll have so much fun it's like okay but what about waking life and how can I utilize that same mentality and uh, state of consciousness to kind of create the dream life here now while, while my eyes are, you know, wide awake and always dreaming is my thing because it's like, I think that living life lucidly with the clarity and the understanding and the heart that you would do in your dream life with, you know, obviously you are a limitless being solely limited by what is possible in this dimension. So what I mean by that is like, I'm not saying that on a day-to-day basis, you can punch a wall and your hands will go through it like it would in a dream, or you can't go jump off a cliff and fly. What I'm saying is within this, the container that we're in right now in this realm, in the physical 3D material realm, what is possible? And then that's the extent that I believe all of us are capable of. Like we are limitless to an extent within this realm. And so for me, it's like remembering that magic, remembering that possibility, remembering that deep gnosis within ourselves that's innate within us that we're so magical like I have lived all of those various dreams within you know the modeling and you know uh living in a temple and living in a sanctuary and traveling the world and now I'm like this is a new dream and all of these dreams have been possible solely because I believed it I never didn't believe that it was going to be possible and so it became effortless and again not to say that life is just like this beautiful butterflies and rainbows and like nothing touches me. I, I, we all go through various trials in our life, but what I'm saying is when it comes down to the nitty gritty of it, there's so much magic magic to be had and remembered. And once we remember it and live life lucidly with that knowing, I guess, like with that force and that 
flow of what comes natural to us is like, it just becomes so much more potent. And I believe that's what redefining the dream and living lucidly is all about for me, where it's just trying to awaken people to the magic that they hold within themselves and how beautiful life in this plane and beyond can be, especially if you can play off of each of them, like with the as above, so below yeah. aspect of it. But so I want to talk about like, even knowing like, so the first step to start living lucidly is like knowing what it is we actually want, like what makes our soul sing. And that means like stripping away our egos. And I feel like a lot of people are going through that right now, myself included, like literally, like I woke up the other day and I'm like, where the fuck am I living? Like, there's no cute shops here. There's no cute, like, I'm just, you know what I mean? And it's like, my ego thinks that I want a mansion in Beverly Hills, but my soul wants to be in nature by a lake in the yeah. middle of nowhere. And I know you, you know, you are kind of in a situation. Like, are, do you ever get that too? Where you're like, my ego is just like, oh, but oh. like her on a yacht. And I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> I honestly, and it's funny that you mentioned it because I'm in the same boat, right? Like I live in the middle of nature on this beautiful property and I steward the land and I have alpacas running in my backyard, like majestic alien creatures. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, but I want to be in LA. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. that, and it's funny because again, I've lived so many different lives and in different places. So I've lived in almost everywhere around the world and there's so many beautiful places. But when I think about it, this is really what I need most. Exactly. And it wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't. And, and like, I, I need to be grounded. I need peace. I've, I've been yes. zooming around like a little soul traveler for far too long. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, and I'm also more of service and more capable to give people to give and be of service to people in this space than when I'm like zinging around everywhere. Right. So yeah. it's just like as much as our ego or even our, our, again, cause it's just the mind, right. Our, our minds start to like oh, but what about this? And what about that? And I wish I could live there. It's like, at the end of the day, if that was the case, I'd live everywhere and I would never, ever slow down and or feel grounded or be able to <laughs> fully serve. So, yeah. so I guess like, how can people strip away what they think they want to get to what they actually want? What did that, like, what did that feel like for you? Oh man, this is a tough question because I, I love meditation. Yeah. But I've also found that some people are so deep in their trauma that sometimes meditation itself can be triggering. Being still and being quiet and having to face yourself is not a fun, comfortable thing. <laughs> it's, that's why not that many people do it. And it's not supposed to be something that is intimidating or um, scary, but at the same time, it can be for people, right? So I, I would say for myself, it was a and is because it's still currently something that I am also processing through. But I believe that meditation is something that I've used to tune in. And I think it can look different for other people, but it could be like, hey, you know, raising awareness on a day-to-day -day basis and being a little bit more present in your day-to-day -day and say, when you feel most fulfilled and happy and at peace, where are you? Who are you around? What are you doing? Like, that starts to unravel what you actually want in life versus yeah. like, well, I'm on a shopping spree. This is great. And then tomorrow you're like, I hate all this stuff. And it's just on the floor. And you know what I mean? Exactly. So just like, yeah. Having the awareness and like discernment of like, is this a temporary glee or is this a true understanding and absorption of what is fulfilling me yeah. <laughs> if I had to put it in like, my well, and that's so true because and because I'm asking not even know how I ended up here and I'm like and now I'm thinking back I'm like I remember craving the smell of trees and I was like that's weird 
you know, like, like little things like that, that I had to really tune into. But if I wasn't meditating and I wasn't, you know, so focused on like, no, it has to be this one way, your success, your dreams have to look this one way then I never would have, you know, got those little tiny cues and hints. But then I think another thing, even in meditation, ask your highest self, show me where I'm meant to be without my ego, like show me my true soul. Where do I want to be right now? Yeah. Yeah. And it shows you and it gives you all the little signs and it whispers and then it starts to like talk and then it starts to scream and you're still like, yeah, I feel like when you listen and you really like just let things flow. It just all starts to happen anyways. And then you start to see like, there, there are things that need action, but then there's things that are just taking action on their own that are just so so fucking magical because at the end of the day, like the universe just wants what's best for you because you are the universe. Right. So for me, it's just, I, I, I'm totally with you. I'm like, I want to just have this like beautiful land. And, And like, when I was traveling, I was like, I need rest. I need to just like have a place that I can go to that feels like a vacation in terms of like what I'm surrounded by. I want to be able to hear the birds. I want to be like, there was so many things I wanted. And then when I first, when I first moved here, I was like, oh, it's so cold. And you know what I mean? Like I, 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 there's, there's this like push and pull and it's funny because like the, the ebb and flow of the universe and how things are manifested for you create this like internal battle of like, do I really want this though? But at the end of the day, deeply, you know, that it's yours. (laughs) It's yours for a reason and it's unique to you and it doesn't need to make sense to anybody else. And it's only there to make you happy and that's it. And then that from that space and from that knowing and the understanding and that acceptance, I feel like you're more capable again, to be of service to others. And then those things become clear, like again, like the spirit that or prism for yourself and like all these things, right. They just start to, they just start to flow through you so naturally. And it feels so good regardless of your, where you are location. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I want to talk a little more about working with your dreams. So I actually like what the way that I kind of see it, and this is kind of sounds like how you're describing it too. It's almost like we exist in duality. Like we exist in the dream state in the upper dimensions. And then there's like this three-dimensional version of us that's here on earth. That's like going through the bullshit and (laughs) doing the work that we need to do to clear whatever darkness is around us, whatever darkness is within us so that we can continue to ascend. And as we ascend, the higher dimensional version of us is ascending as well. So is that kind of how you see it as well? This is a tough one because I believe that the astral body as like a astral vessel is very tied to our physical vessel. And I agree that as we work through our BS on the physical, our astral or higher dimensional being uh, also starts to expand. But I do believe that they're just mirrors of each other and they're playing off of each other. And because the higher dimensions are more grounded in their understanding and knowing of how things and the concepts of this space works. I also believe that they're sending messages at all times, which is why a lot of the dream work aspect of it is um, you can see dreams in three different aspects, but we'll talk about two. Uh, one is prophetic and one is real, right? So a real as an R-E-E-L, like a film. So it, some dreams are based off of subconscious things that we pick up throughout the day, week or month or even our our lives, like, oh, I don't know who that person was, or uh, it's weird that I saw zombies after watching uh, 
I don't yeah. know, whatever Joe watches <laughs> has that feeling, right? So, like, so, or, or they can be prophetic where something is trying to guide you, right? So, and it's, again, it's not something, it's, it's yourself, right? It's always, it's always coming through you, yes. for you, from you. So I, I think a lot of that uh, is very important to remember because like, again, I wasn't able to differentiate the two quote unquote realities because I, I didn't believe that you're separate. And I still do not to this day with all of my research and studies and experience in my journey like I've seen they're so so closely tied so yeah I I don't know if that answered the question (laughs) yeah no totally I feel like we're saying the same thing totally 100% okay so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality if you are listening to this I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional and that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no It's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakragirl at checkout. Um, So I wanted to just make sure everyone kind of understood that differentiation of like, we are like, there's, it's like, there's two of us, but there's one. Um, And how can we leverage that? Like, how can our 3D self who's sitting here being like, well, I don't feel that powerful. Like, I don't feel like I know what to do. Um, How can we start to connect more deeply to our higher dimensional self? And how can we use our dreams to create those manifestations once we've really decided what's true for our souls? Again, another large one to unpack, but mainly I feel like creating a ritual around that if that's something that you seek to understand more deeply then it's something that you're going to have to put into practice that's why i created like the spirit that there's two blends that i have for the nighttime so celestial calm is to improve your sleep and it basically creates uh uh, rebalance of your sleep cycle and then astral traveler is more for the the spiritual exploration of your nighttime so like astral traveling lucid dreaming better dream recall all these things right so for me it's like i have that ritual i'm 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 journaling every night and setting the intention for what I want to do, whether it is to rest that night or have a nice little nighttime adventure. And then waking up and and honoring that space and seeing again, journaling what I dreamt about and then kind of going back to it later. So I I do believe that um, 
most of us are capable of setting routine for that. We just have to set the intention and the time to, again, it's as simple as like going into the practice yourself, right? Being able to, whether it is going to be based off of a nightly ritual of like, Hey, I'm going to make tea every night during this time. I'm going to turn off all of my devices at an hour to an hour and a half prior to going to bed. I'm going to eat four to five hours before I go to bed. Right. So like, I have this thing that I, because at the temple, we, we learned a lot. <laughs> a lot of that, those concepts are very crucial to what it is I do now. So on a, on a nightly basis, like I, I make sure that I try and eat way before 4 p.m. Because at the temple, we were stopping eating at 12. So like by wow. noon, there was no more food. Then at like four or five-ish, we could have pana, which was like, you know, like a tea or like a liquid yogurt, something that's very light for your system. Because the way that the, at the Buddhist temple that I was at, the Dhammakaya temple, the teaching is, the morning is not the beginning of your day, the nighttime is. And I fully believe that. And when they, when I learned that through um, my studies, because we were learning, we did teachings every single day with the monk. Uh, he was telling me that the reason for that is because it's like the intention that you set in the nighttime is actually how you go into the, the day. So for me, the way I viewed it is, and we weren't allowed to do like the astral projection talks or any of the lucidity stuff. So like for me, it was kind of, you know, trying to, translate that into my own understanding of how I see the world but the way I see it is it makes perfect sense because before going to bed and before going on these nice little like nighttime adventures and the dreams that I have I I believe that the energy I put into bedtime (laughs) is very important even more so important as to than how I start my day so say for example I I stop eating at a certain hour. I turn off my devices at a certain hour. Then I journal. I set these intentions. I drink my tea and I go to bed with the knowing that something is going to come through me or with the knowing that I need to recharge my batteries and having that intention and waking up the next day, it already fulfills that, uh, deep desire that most of us have to wake up refreshed again, like morning mystic is (laughs) so amazing for that because it's like the awakening blend for me. It's like, it detoxifies it. It, um, it's anti-inflammatory, but also activates because like I've infused all of my blends with crystals. <laughs> so it's just like, it has all the medicinal properties of the herbs, but also the metaphysical aspects of, you know, the herbs and the crystals. So for me, it's just like having that practice for myself, I believe helps me tie both realms uh, together. Again, uh, going into the aspect of like, how do I make sure that I'm communicating that and seeing them as one, both the astral and the physical vessels is more so the as above and so below that I know you and I have talked about where it's just like, if my dream body and an astral plane existence is having this magical life and I'm, I'm lucid dreaming and creating this like really cool dreamscape for myself on a nightly basis, then that will start to uh, energetically fulfill me and fill me with all this inspiration and creativity and like vibrancy that then trickles into again, because the astral plane is actually the, the realm that's right above the material plane. So if this realm is actually vibrating higher, then it trickles down to this realm. And then you start to also vibrate at that frequency or try to match it. Right. Because you're not competing with yourself. You're not, you're not like, Oh, this one's having a better time than me. You're actually aiding yourself. So for me, again, (laughs) I really love the astral, the astral projection and the astral travel aspect of like our reality, because it, it's just a, another tool, right? Like it's not something that's like so far-fetched it's more so it's something that we all experience even people who say they don't dream 
they dream, they just can't recall. And mm -hmm. so for me, it's just like being able to uh, integrate that kind of practice into our day-to-days is really what's going to help us amplify our dream reality in the waking state. Okay, so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. So beautiful. And I feel so I want to talk about like using like kind of like tangibly, how can we manifest and how can we like heal trauma. Actually, let's talk about the trauma one first. Okay. I feel like myself included, so many people are having like dreams of past traumas lately. So like, for example, I had a dream the other night that all my friends from high school, some who I'm still friends with just came up to me and they're like, we don't want to be friends with you anymore. We don't like you, which to me now I'm like, that doesn't, there's no trigger there for me. I'm good. But it's like, that would have been my worst nightmare in high school. Right. So it's like, these things are coming up, um, in our dreams that need to be cleared because we're, we are ready to ascend to the next level. So then how can we use the sleeping dream state to do the work? Cause I know when we wake up, it's like, okay, maybe I need to journal around this, or maybe I need to tap around this or whatever. It's like, we know what to do when we're awake, but I'm wondering if there's something we can do when we're asleep. Yeah. So I think that kind of goes again, that's a great question, by the way, because I, I, I feel like the trauma aspect of everything is so important right now, especially with the past couple of years that we've all had, we're mm -hmm. definitely going to be experiencing these traumatic dreams for a couple of years to say the least. Yeah. But in terms of what we can do uh, while we're sleeping is again, being able to uh, integrate a lucidity practice. So again, lucidity can be both uh, waking life and dream state, but for the dream state is like, is something as simple as like a, like before you go to bed, look at your hand, look at the palm of your hand and like trace it, right? Realize that this is the physical world and remember what it looks like, what it feels like to move and then like start training. Cause that's what most trauma is, right? Like it trains you and trains you and over time it builds. So this is the same thing. And then 
set the intention and or remembrance really that when when you're sleeping or while you're dreaming you're going to look at your hand again and it might take a few tries but honestly there's so many people that this has worked with where it's just like out of nowhere you'll you'll be in a dream and then you're like oh i'm gonna look at my hand and you look at your hand and it looks a little different than what you remember and then bang you're like i'm dreaming and then from that aspect you start to see okay whatever that dream was right start to see what it is trying to tell you or start to so for example, like if it was a traumatic dream and you start to awaken within it, start to process that during this, the dream, right? So it's just like, how would I act now coming from the space and the knowing that I'm at now in the state of consciousness that I'm trying to hold if this was occurring? And then start, it's basically it's, uh, my partner, Joe, he's actually doing a lot of like trauma work and stuff. And he's learning a lot about that. And even I've understood that like you can reverse a lot of traumatic events in your life simply by retraining your brain and basically rehearsing the event as if it occurred in a different way and so you can do exactly the same thing in your dreams like I don't know example wise like say for example the one that you just gave it's like hey I was in my dream and my friends came up to me and said they don't want to be my friend anymore and it's just like okay so what would you do say you wake up in the dream what would you actually do if you became lucid in that dream and you had quote-unquote control of what you were going to say and how you were going to act and it's just like well I'd be like, okay, I'm sorry. You feel that way. Have a nice day or, you know, yeah. have a conversation with them, whatever it is and, yeah. and see how that flows. And then you'll start to create that peace within yourself in that space, but also wake up feeling refreshed and be like, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of how I, I address that. I'm so happy. And then it starts to clear that away even more because as much as sometimes, like you just said, oh, it wouldn't affect me now. Like a lot of us say that and really believe that and think that and, and right. it could be as real it is, but there's always these like, with the with the way that spirituality actually works there's all these like layers there's layers I'm sure that there's other ways that that fear is manifesting in my life today even though other it ways. may not look the same at all but that could be the root of it and if I can get to the root of it then that can change things yeah, here in this yeah. yeah yeah it has and it has that ripple effect too right like it may not be something as, as simple as like, oh, I want people to accept me. I want people to like me. But then at the end of the day, it's like, oh, sometimes when I make, make content, I, I judge myself or I second guess. Yeah. Or, and it just starts to trickle, right? And it's just like, well, where's that coming from? I think I'm dope, <laughs> you know? And then it actually is like, at the end of the day, it's like, hey, one time when I was three years old, some girl said I wasn't nice or something. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it just how it works. So for me, it's just like, yeah, utilizing your dreams for healing and trauma is so, so beautiful, but it's also yeah. like being able, again, these are all things that have been gifted to us in this reality. Yeah. And it's just so freaking awesome. And I feel like a lot of us, uh, it just goes unnoticed sometimes, right? Because yeah. the way society has said, it's like, oh, when, when you go to bed, you close your eyes and sometimes you sleep. And sometimes you don't, and sometimes you dream, sometimes you don't, and you wake up and that's it. And it's like, yeah, excuse me, I spent a high percentage of my life asleep. So therefore it has to have some importance, if not more importance than what you've ever set thought to it to be. And especially like, I'm just going to go off on a quick little tangent, but it's just like, I've read probably over 50 books and a lot of them and just specifically on dreaming and studies and telepathy and uh, lucid dreaming and astral projection i've read so much and i've interviewed again so many incredible people like people that have worked for the cia people who have created Ooh. like the target programs like i've spoken connected with researched studied and experienced so much of this on my own and very multi like in a multitude of ways not just the spiritual and the consciousy stuff but the metaphysical and the science and like the reality so it's just like for me, 
I fully wholeheartedly believe that a lot of this dream work in this aspect, not just dream work is like, oh, I want to know what butterflies mean in my dream. Cause that's cool. You know, like <laughs> if people yeah. want to know what, what symbolism is, is playing out, but it's just like, there's so much depth mm-hmm. I believe is being overlooked simply because it doesn't match the agenda or, or message messaging that most people want to right. go with. Right. And it's just, sometimes it's triggering, right? Like, oh, that's woo woo. Or that's like, intimidating even to some people but I just feel like it's so it's something that we all do so why is it not discussed like it's it's kind of weird (laughs) like even like I I think of it as like we don't discuss sex with children because it's taboo but it's just like but eventually they're gonna have to have that conversation so for me it's the same way with dreams it's like we don't discuss our dreams because you don't think it's normal to like the first thing I do when I wake up I ask my partner is like oh what did you dream about you know and it was disgusting (laughs) it's just like it's it's so it's such a deep part of my life because it's like when I know what it is I'm dreaming about I know what my awakening is looking like and where that path is going because it's 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 two of the same worlds right and that's why they're supposedly polar opposites like dreaming and awakening right Right. so I think they play off each other so beautifully okay I love that and I I feel like so you mentioned kind of like setting the intention so can you like set your intention a little bit before you go to bed and be like okay this is the trauma I'm working through I want to like dream some kind of resolution or dream some kind of um I don't know connection or understanding yeah. Okay. So I've, I've let, I've read this one book, I think dreaming the divine, and it's actually one of the most beautiful books out there. And it's, it's an older book and a lot of the stuff and it ties into why I created this beer and the dream temples and why ancient like people, like the, the Egyptians, the Greek, the Aztec. And again, I'm Aztec at heart. So like, oh, there's so much knowledge and wisdom that has come through ancient people and wisdom that, we seem to have forgotten, but a lot of people, and again, this is going to take a lot of practice and it's not going to be something that you set the intention and right away, you're going to have that dream. Sometimes it does work that way for people. If, especially if like your guides are trying to tell you, Hey, you really need to work on this. Right. But just setting the intention and, and remembering that like anything else, this is a practice and it's going to take some repetition, I think is very important. So like, for example, I, I personally, uh, I deal with, a lot of like abandonment issues. Like my mom passed away when I was young. So I have like this, like, Oh, play with me. <laughs> like, and so like, there's attachment there and I I'm trying to work through that. So at night I'm like, okay, what is it that I need to be shown and how can I be best guided to clear this from, from my being and right. from my story. Right. Cause it's just like software. It's just like a yeah. computer. So it's just like, how, how, how do I play out this thing? And so sometimes when I do that, I, I play it out. I fall asleep and then I'm in something that's like very triggering or something that would have set me in the real life, in real life. And I have to, again, like I said earlier, just like, okay, when I become lucid and I'm in that state and I realize I'm dreaming, how would I act then? Because right. again, this is, you're a little bit more courageous yeah, <laughs> and a lot more powerful in the dreamscape right. because there is that more expanded limitlessness that exists. And so working through those things in that capacity is always more helpful for the clearing. And then again, like I said, it's not going to be something that happens overnight for most people. And it's something that will take dedication, but just know that it always happens at the end of the day. Like you can't just like do this and set the intention energetically, even not like even just physically setting an intention, like energetically, you're there to help yourself out. The universe is there to give you all the signs you need. And so long as you're setting the intention and doing the work again, like anything else, yeah, 
it'll happen. <laughs> so it'll always happen. you to keep going. <laughs> I assume it's the same thing with manifestation. Like if we wanted to manifest something, we wanted to find like the answer to that or the path to that, we would just set the intention. And then anything else that we can do, like for those, like, you know, what were you doing to help people manifest those Ferraris? <laughs> oh man, Lamborghinis. I actually, okay, I, I, Lamborghini. I, won't t- I won't tell you who it was, but it's somebody who is in the music industry. I and think it told was, me once. Yeah. And he got a gift to him like right away. And he got two gifted to him. And I was like, first of all, people wow. like this can afford it themselves, but it's always interesting to see yeah. what they want to manifest. So um, a lot of the, the work that I was doing with clients had to do with connection with nature, connection with self and connection with their dreams. And it was a very beautiful, beautiful process that I will someday get back into and probably teach. But because it became so one-sided with like the manifestation of material possessions, I kind of taken a step back from it. But in, I guess, summary, most of the work was, okay, let's take someone who has never really connected with themselves and let's go out in nature. And as we're doing like some nature walks and I lived in LA for the most part of during this time. And I would take them on these like beautiful nature hikes to a waterfall. So it was a long walk, sometimes two hours. And we would just be talking and I would just kind of be talking exactly how we are on this podcast about like crazy stuff and like, just like bringing them into presence and bringing their awareness to like the very small details. It's like, Oh, did you feel that breeze? And like, stop, smell that road, you know, like really like starting to activate this new state of consciousness within them and again sometimes we smoked so it would help because some people yeah. are some people aren't as accessible <laughs> in terms right. of they can't tap in as easily and when they are in that different state or different frequency due to um, herbs whether it's like weed or whatever right so they're, they're able to tap in more deeply and so I would be like, okay, you know, do this, do that. And look at this and feel that. And what does that feel like to you? And just really um, zooming in on the details of life, really. And that's really what all of my practice was. And what I got paid to do was really like helping people see and become lucid in real life. And so then after that, I would take them through the waterfall and usually always ended up in a waterfall because I am a sucker for waterfall. And I truly believe that they're one of the most beautiful cleansing, awakening experiences for most people if they really know how to see it and so we would do that they would see it they would feel it they would cleanse themselves and then we'd walk all the way back and as we're walking back I would say like okay what is it that you even want out of life like what part of what part of life are you feeling like you're lacking in and 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 really what that question is is like where do you feel lack like where do you feel that you don't shine right so we'd go back to my place and I'd have um, one of my golden mirrors up well the golden mirror because I have one that I use for all of my clients and my journey to manifest all of my greatest desires. And, and again, just as a side note, uh, in, in Mexico, where I'm from all of my, my teachings and uh, everything in Aztec times, a lot of the, the shamans, (laughs) I was going to say a lot of the witch doctors, the brujas, uh, utilized, uh, water as a mirror to reflect and, and kind of communicate kind of like a scrying or, a tool to manifest more quickly or, or like seership and then it became black obsidian so that was also kind of how like black mirror show came about wow. it's just like a lot of that ties into it and then it became mirrors right so my grandma had a golden mirror and I was talked through it since I was younger and I've I've held on deeply to that practice because it's something that not a lot of people use and it's not how mirror work where people are like oh you just look at yourself like there's depth there so anyways going back to where I was going uh <laughs> I would take people back to my place and I'd take them to my golden mirror and I'd be like okay we just discussed what it is you wanted right 
and what you wanted to feel on a day-to-day basis. And again, redefining the dream is very important because I didn't have that piece of nugget when I was working with clients and it just became like, I want this, I want that. So (laughs) I would be like, okay, let's look in the mirror. And the reason for that is beyond seership and beyond uh, scrying and beyond just like seeing stuff, like what most people perceive mirrors as is like, okay, let me look at what's wrong with me today, right? Like the physical attributes that are like, oh, I need to tweak this and I need, oh, like whatever, right? So most people see so many, how would I say flaws within themselves when they look in the mirror, but they don't see the purity and the perfection in themselves. And so that was what my practice really led to is seeing beyond the physical and looking within your own eyes again the eyes are the windows to the soul so the utilizing the mirror to look into your own soul and start to work through why is it that you're struggling to create this dream reality that you're seeking and then so they would say it again what is it that you want most and then they would tell me okay and then you kind of just like give them space and like why do you feel like you can't get that and then you start to hear or i i can hear the little voices in their heads that are like the negativity, the self-doubt, the, the, the limitations, the, the fears. Right. And I'm like, okay. And then I would just tell them, cause I would hear it. And I'd be like, okay, you are beautiful. You are capable. You can do this. Like all these little things, depending on the person. And they would just start to cry. And then I'd walk them through like, okay, let's, let's do this again. Tell me what it is that you want. And then <laughs> act as though, as you're looking in the mirror, right? act as though, and feel as though you're already there. You already have that. You're already that person who's around you. What are you doing? And how did you get there? And those are my three keys. I'm going to sell that like crazy because that's what was like the main portion of my work was. And it's just like, and it, and we just walk through that. Right. And they start to visualize and feel. And again, the, the visualization and the feeling is the most important because when you're feeling or seeing something, you're utilizing something beyond the physical. You're, you're tapping into something higher than the self that exists on this plane. And so when I'm saying like, okay, like feel this, it's like feeling something is energetic. Seeing something is almost like magical, right? So, yeah. Yeah. so they would walk through that. And then at the end of the day, they would have that vision. They would be in that space. They would be that person. They would hear who they're talking to. They know, they know all the details. Yeah. They just don't know like the steps. Right. So now then I would do the Sorry. So, so eyes are open looking in the eyes the entire time you're doing this. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just your work. So you're just looking at yourself and I'm just standing yeah. by them. kind of yeah. guiding. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the last aspect of that, uh, service I used to provide was the uh, astral stuff, right? The lucid dreaming. So then uh, I would give them like a little practice to do when they go home. Or sometimes if it was somebody I I loved and knew, like a girlfriend, I would let them stay with me and be like, okay, just like go to sleep. I take them on a meditative, like nocturnal meditation that I do. Like something's making noise. Oh, it's raining. I was like, what is that noise? Uh, A huge gust of wind just blew here too. And I was like, that's so funny. It's just like, I just heard a gust of wind and I've seen so much rain come. I'm like, what the heck? But anyway, so I've got, I guide them through this nocturnal meditation, basically take them on a journey into their dream as they're starting to fall asleep and then reiterate these things that they wanted to do and like talk to them as if they're already there same way as in the mirror and just like, okay, you are this person and you're around these people and you have these things, whatever. Right. And then that was it. And things happened and things were beautiful. And <laughs> I love this. And I actually have like two gold, beautiful gold mirrors from my grandma that I'm actually hanging today. So yes, I'm gonna- do it. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it's funny. Cause like my first book I ever wrote was golden mirrors enter the dreamscape. I wrote it 
uh, starting when I was seven and published it when 2012, when I left LA, right before I left to the temple, I did a hundred copies, hardcover, beautiful embossed gold pages. And it was on like Kickstarter and everything, but yeah. So golden mirrors are the basis of how does one get an OG copy? I know none. I actually, you know, it's funny. I, on waking realm, my show on CTV, I mentioned it in one of my first few episodes of over and over again, because it was, it had to do with lucidity yeah. and people have been reaching out over the past two years, because the show's been going for two years, uh, asking, how do I get a copy? So maybe, maybe I'll get, I'll get, I'll get on making more. But it's one of those things where it's just like, it was such a potent, in, like, inscription for the time that it was coming out. And again, this was, this was, I mean, 2012, that was 10 years ago. It was a decade yeah. ago. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's held its ground. And I am so happy with where I, I'm at now with all of this work. But yeah, Golden Years. I feel like I, I should get back on that. I feel like a lot yeah. of people could utilize that kind of practice and yeah. Okay. Yay. Well, I'm going to try it today. So yeah. I wanted before we go, I want to just dive more into the teas. What is in them? How are they working? I know there's three different blends. Yes. Just tell us all about them. Okay. So Despierta, uh, again, like you said, uh, in Spanish, it means both awakened and wake up. So for me, my my little tagline since I was like 13 was wide awake and always dreaming. And I believe that fully and within myself that that's like my life motto, because I do believe that regardless of whether I'm asleep or I'm awake, I'm always awake and I'm always dreaming and I'm creating the dream. Right. So for me, it kind of fully encompassed the spirit that fully encompassed both aspects of that, where it's just like, I am an awakened being, but I'm also reminding myself to wake up at all times, right? Like I'm, I'm living this day to day and I'm like, I struggle with something. It's like, ah, don't be silly, wake up. Like mm. you're living this beautiful dream. So for me, that's kind of like why it all kind of beautifully came together to be called that. Cause originally it was going to be called Onergen, uh, O-N-E-I-R-O-G-E-N, which is a Greek term for something that induces dreamlike states of consciousness. And for me, that was like really profound, but instead I took the Despierta root and became, uh, created onergenic blends, which are what my blends became. So my blends are something that create dreamlike states of consciousness and they induce and activate like dreamlike states of consciousness throughout your day. So these blends are broken down to dream, sleep, and awaken. And I believe that like, for me, I, I, I keep telling people, I'm like, this is like a sacred trifecta for me, where it's just like, in order to feel most fulfilled in life and most clear and most refreshed is you need to be sure that you're getting uh, ample sleep, you know, proper sleep. And you need to be able to be sure that you're detoxifying your body from all the external and internal toxins that we consume and are surrounded by on a day-to-day basis. And dream is like the spiritual exploration and the fun playing stuff that we have to explore if we want to be able to fully encompass what life is here on earth. Right. So uh, the dream blend is called Astro Traveler. It has a, a lot of potent little magics, but the main components are blue lotus flower uh, from Egypt. And all again, all of these things are, all of these blends are organic, plant-based, no fillers, no sugars, nothing, nothing but pure freaking magic from the earth that I've like scoured the entire planet for and find like, I literally have done so much. I, I worked on these blends for two years, formulation, testing, and just playing with the medicinal and metaphysical properties of each and how they play together. And uh, it's so magical, but yeah, anyway, so Astro Traveler has Blue Lotus, it has Damiana and it has Kalia Sakata Chichi from Mexico. So 
And it has a lot of other things like mugwort and uh, peppermint and uh, orange peels and stuff. But for me, like the most potent is Calia because it is one of those plants from Mexico that has been utilized for divination for so long. Uh, it's something that's used in ceremony. It's non-psychoactive. Again, like there's so many, <laughs> I, I've said this in, in a couple other like questionnaires that I'm like, there's so many onergens that exist in terms of things that, you know, trigger trippiness, you know, but then there's also a lot of onergens that are all within my three blends that are non-psychoactive and really pure and super amazing. And so that's what I, I feel high. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, you naturally feel high because you become more clear and you're healing your body within yourself, but you're also tapping into things and you're also getting better sleep. So like all of these things are helping you become more high, right? Because that's really what it's about. So Astro Traveler has that. And it also uh, has three crystals that it's infused with. Uh, and again, all of my blends are like that, but with this one particularly, I'm just really excited because like our original interview for Prism was like, oh, what crystals would you use for this? I'm like, oh, <laughs> let me tell you. So I used I used most of the crystals that I fully believe and have used for lucid dreaming, and then Celestial Calm, which is my sleep blend, is helping you to recalibrate, basically uh, rebalance your sleep cycle and get you back into like a, a nicer pattern and be able to get fall asleep and stay asleep throughout the night, which is really crucial for a lot of people. Try because, this one. <laughs> yes, and it's freaking magical. I have not shared, so you will be the first one to hear, but it is, uh, it's made up of butterfly pea flower from Thailand. Again, these are all places, and again, all the, the ingredients are either tied to me personally, like Mexico, or places that I've visited and lived in and explored sacred sites in. So Egypt and Mexico on the first one, and this one's more Thailand-based, which is where I lived for a few years. And uh, the butterfly pea flower is super, super helpful for sleep, but it's also really magical. And so this tea is naturally blue, but if you add lemon or anything, anything citrusy to like a tea aspect of it, it turns purple and it is like this magical potion. And everybody who sees it in real life, real life, they're like, how the heck does this happen? So pretty. Like I've seen the pictures of it and I'm like, I need this. Yeah. I want to make it, I want to make a little reel of it, like turning to purple because it is so stunning. And I, I do it with, again, all of these are not just teas, they're blends. And the reason why I went that route was because I, I, and my partner and everybody who I've given them to is just like, I have them in like lattes, hot lattes, cold lattes. I've had them in my smoothies. I've had them in my yogurt. I've had them in like baking. Cause really it's just like, it's, it's powder, right? So it's just like a super powder, which is what I, I called it. Cause this is basically what it is for me. It's not really uh, just a tea. And I, that's why I'm like, I, I want to veer away from calling it a tea brand. Cause they're just blends. <laughs> and then except for Astro Traveler is a loose leaf tea which is steeped and you know normal but then the last blend so there's two blends in one tea the last blend is morning mystic and that one's the awakening blend which is detoxify like basically it activates your third eye and detoxifies you and it's an anti-inflammatory and antioxidant and it's made up of uh, turmeric and rose petals and a whole bunch of beautiful other things that taste delicious and yeah, it's just, it's just really magical. And this one is infused with citrine and quartz and I think labradite on this one. Yeah, I think I did labradite. And so, and it's awesome because like I was able to create and invented this like really cool um, glass dome because I wanted to be able to feel like, okay, this is, so for example, the blends have all the herbs within them, but then I wanted to infuse crystals obviously indirectly because I'm not going to crush up crystals and feed them to people. So what happens is like, 
I charge them in the sun, I charge them in full moon, blah, blah, blah. But then I created these vessels where it's just like, there's this glass dome of tube that I put all the crystals within. And then a bigger vessel that's kind of like a, um, a glass cauldron that I put all of the pouches that I've already made within. So it's like a little wheel of um, <laughs> wheel of fortune, a wheel of black, wheel of of fortune. Yeah, a wheel of fortune. Uh, <laughs> it's like this like circle of pouches. And then inside in the center is all the crystals that infuse them. And I make three different ones for one for each blend. And it's just like this, like really crazy thing that I just kind of, I needed and I had to make, and I was just like, let me invent this. And I had this like glass maker make it. <laughs> But yeah, and it just, it basically, uh, I, I feel like I, I cover the day and night aspect of waking up basically. Oh, so beautiful. Opening your eyes or waking to your dreams, right? And we have a discount code for you guys, which I know you're going to be super excited about. I'm going to be blasting it everywhere. So it's chakra girl 15 and you guys get 15% off highly, highly, highly suggest trying them. I can't wait to try them and I'll show you guys everything on Instagram as well. Um, but this has been so fabulous. So magical. I'm so happy for you. And this is just like, this is your thing. Like this is like perfect. This is the perfect alchemy of you to be an alchemist. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Honestly. And especially mainly because like, I know we talked years and years ago, I'm like, where are we going to do what do we do? And so I really appreciate that. that. And then your words do not, are not in vain. And I'm so grateful for you both as a friend, as an ally, as a spiritual being. And I'm just so happy you exist because you're so fucking dope. (laughs) I love you. funny because when we first um became friends we were like let's have a reality show and let's go to the emmys and let's go we're like i can see it now and now it's like mm, let's just like live let's just have land let's just live oh my gosh i just love you so much well everyone thank you so much for listening make sure to check out all things ruby where can we find you online and where can we find your blends so online, I am at Dulce Ruby, which is D-U-L-C-E-R-U-B-Y. And Despierta is at Despierta, D-E-S-P-I-E-R-T-A dot one. Uh, that's both the handle for Instagram as well as the website. So it kind of helps me. <laughs> Despierta dot one is the website. Um, and again, I did that mainly because one is the first part of Onrigen. And it's also one is for oh. oneness. So Perfect. I just felt like it just played off of like this, like oneness consciousness, but also awakening us to dreamlike states of consciousness. So beautiful. So we'll link you guys to everything in the show notes as well. If you have trouble spelling like I do. So love you all. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you.